Thank you for joining us for episode 27 of Head Start, a weekly podcast to help Liberty's adult and student ministry life group leaders and anyone else who wants to listen uh, to prepare for the upcoming lesson. Uh, so we have um, made it through and survived and even thrived through Thanksgiving, and what a blessing that was. Uh, and so let's think about this. Because now we've got the period on Thanksgiving, now we can begin to think about Christmas. Amen. Yes. yes. So what does our... Continue to think? No, no, no. Begin. Begin. So when does your family decorate for Christmas and... What is your role in decorating? This is so important. I need to know. Fine. Well, I'll jump out there because um, there's some elements of this that are uh, grace growers for me and character builders. Um, <clears throat> normally, right after uh, Thanksgiving that weekend, we yes. try to we have one live tree and try to get it and get it up in the house. And uh, I have two main responsibilities: all the bins that are in the basement. Uh-huh have to be brought upstairs and Dawn collects nativities and I don't know how many we have a hundred or so uh, but all the other Christmas <laughs> decorations are in bins so they're you know there are 10 or 12 large bins that have to come yes. upstairs 14 steps every yes. time you bring Not them that you can. and uh, and it's just exhausting <laughs> and it is painful <clears throat> the older I get so I'm not in a good attitude a lot of times when I'm bringing those up. The other thing that tests me is putting the lights on the tree. Sure. And so uh, it's just, um, that's one thing Don and I try to do together. And it's it's a challenge. Yes. um, Because um, it's just a challenge. But uh, that's when we do it. Uh, Those are the two areas that that I have to... uh, pray to prepare to do and yes. then confess and repent afterwards normally so <laughs> really puts you uh, in the christmas yeah. spirit I'm, it? Yeah. I'm in a jolly old mood after that so yeah <laughs> but i love christmas and i love the decorations yes. that's why we keep doing it so. no doubt uh yeah i'll pick up with that as well uh we do our decorations at the time when you should do your decorations which is after yes. uh, thanksgiving has happened yes, and yeah. that can be as soon as you know friday if you want to wait up uh sure. 12 a.m black friday morning you can throw it up that's not when we'll do it uh that friday and saturday we'll put our decorations up my job is to entertain the kids and stay out of the way uh <laughs> after having moved all the bins from the garage now we don't have 10 to 12 uh i think we have maybe four that need to come upstairs and uh we bring those up and you know lots of the there's nativities and the mm-hmm. tree uh we are not real tree people we're fake tree people yes. uh and so we put that up and Kaylee just kind of likes to have that as her, that's her stamp, you know, because she does a really good job with it and likes for the tree to look right, uh, which our, I thought our tree growing up was beautiful, uh, but my mom wanted all of us boys to help with it. So apparently other people thought that it was not uh, a perfect tree, but I, I, think, it, I think it was. So uh, yeah, that's, that's, how, cool. that's how we do things and we do them properly. As the Lord intended. I think it's a. I think it's appropriate that we save the best for last. So Agreed. I'm. So. I'm gonna go ahead and step in here, uh, in that uh, we too are uh, like the day after Thanksgiving. Friday, Saturday is when that's gonna happen. Amen. Yes, and so my role is all of our boxes in a. I don't know that I can count how many boxes there are, but they're upstairs, and so I have. To, I bring them downstairs. Uh, I, they're all in the middle of the floor and and then I disappear and then I show back up 
and what was in the boxes has now been spread everywhere, and what was was everywhere is now in the boxes. Yes. And then I have to take the, take the boxes back upstairs. Back up. get to take I get the yes, yes, I'm sorry. Yep. Thank you yep. for that correction. I, gotcha. I, gotcha. I get to take them back upstairs and put them where they belong. Uh, and so, yeah, that's, that's, that's when we decorate the right time, and that's my role in decorating. So, Kyle. Do we just want to skip him? <laughs> no. <laughs> no, 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 no. Let me tell you all how this happens. So today is Thursday, November 16th, as we are recording this. And uh, we already be, have some Christmas. You. Yeah, we already have some Christmas decorations up in our it's house. It's not even the week um, of Thanksgiving yet. Not. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we're, we're all about it. And... Um, <laughs> So I used to be after Thanksgiving, um, but but Jenna and the kids have have taken over, and so uh, I am in, in into it now. Though, <laughs> yes. so uh, hey, I'll go ahead and tell you, we get a real tree every year, um, but we also have a fake tree in our sunroom, and it is already up and shining oh brightly. And, uh, we call this backsliding. Is that yes, what it is we, when you? <laughs> we are watching Christmas movies. <laughs> So, Let me guess Mark, Christmas is running. Oh, yeah, we've already watched yeah. a couple of those. So, Let me guess um, you're listening to Christmas music also, right? Uh, it's happening. Oh. It's happening. Um, yeah, so... Uh, so we get into it. My my role is to bring everything up uh, in the bins, just mm-hmm. like like you all. And then um, I do the lights. So okay. not on the tree, but outside. We do lights outside. I enjoy that. The kids like uh, helping out with that. And then um, Jenna takes care of the decorations inside, and and then we all help with the tree. So yeah, good. and then I take it down, and. Now, I will say this. We put up decorations early, according to you all, but we also take them down early. Um, you know, like the there have been Christmas? There have been the Christmas. Before Christmas. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> hey, there have been Christmas mornings where the kids are still wrapping or unwrapping gifts and Jenna is taking down stuff. We have had our Christmas tree out by the side of the road at nine that? o'clock on Christmas morning. Wow. wow. We get wow. it done. Efficient. <laughs> that tree. That's must have one been, word for it. <laughs> that tree must have been dropping a lot of needles. <laughs> we have a good time with it. Yeah, that's Merry good. Christmas, guys. Merry <laughs> Christmas. Yeah. Merry Christmas. You know, maybe after Thanksgiving, I'll wish that back in your direction. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, that's always entertaining, and, and it's interesting how different families do things differently, which is a good thing. Uh, so, leaders, I'd like to speak just real quickly. Uh, and just a reminder about a meeting that we have coming up really soon, uh, Sunday, December the 10th, we'll meet at 8 a.m. in the chapel and encourage you to be sure to have that on your calendar uh, in present. And we're going to start sharp at 8, uh, so be sure to be there a little bit early so we can get, uh, get a quick start. Uh, and we'll, we're going to wrap up in plenty of time for you to grab some coffee and be, a, uh, be in either in life group or in worship early. Uh, it'll be a time of equipping uh, as we look uh, at growing in our ability to lead our groups. It, it'll be a time of in, informing uh, as we look to a new year and some emphases. Wow, that was a lot of emphases. Emphases, there it is, mm-hmm. uh, that we'll have in the coming year and our focus as we seek to make disciples, uh, as we seek to invest into others. And then hopefully it, it's, it will also be a time of inspiration uh, that we're inspired to 
to go out and do what we've been called to do, uh, and hopefully even more so, uh, more effectively than we have in the past. So mark that on your calendar. Be sure to be there early uh, uh, so we can get a quick start. Now, uh, we, uh, this coming Sunday, will begin a new sermon series, uh, and Tim is going to share uh, briefly just an overview of this sermon series. Thank you, Matt. Our new preaching teaching series will um, celebrate generosity, and uh, this is a time of the year that, that uh, there's a lot of thought given to giving and receiving, and uh, what better way to celebrate uh, the giving and receiving than to look ultimately to the greatest gift of all, the gift of Christ and God's gift to us. And so working backwards, uh, Christmas Eve is on Sunday. And so that Sunday morning, we will be celebrating God's gracious and generous gift to us through Jesus. And it's going to be a fun time. But the first three weeks are kind of uh, built on what Paul was uh, rejoicing over as he rejoiced in the Lord and, and as he celebrated generosity from the believers in Philippi. Uh, we're going to talk about the heart of generosity the first three weeks. So in your life groups, you only have three lessons, and uh, we're going to talk about that foundation of generosity and unpack that in just a moment, and then learning to trust God as we are generous, and then living out that generosity, what does that look like for us? But in the very core, generosity overflows out of our heart, uh, one that is surrendered and one that is seeking Him first and one that is uh, living sacrificially. So Brian's going to help us unpack our first passage out of Matthew 6 for generosity. That's good. Thanks, Tim. Um, looking forward to this series with you all and uh, studying the Lord's generosity toward us and, and how we can be generous back toward him, toward one another, toward his mission uh, and his objectives in the world. Before we dive into the passage, I do just want to give you a preview of a change that we've made in our life group curriculum, and that is we've moved away from having the measures focus at the very end in the form of uh, various questions. Instead, what we're going to do is we're going to insert a measures moment into the middle of the curriculum uh, where we'll give you kind of a, a paragraph that hopefully helps highlight one of the measures that we can see visibly in the text. And so uh, we'll, we'll break this first passage up into three segments. I'm going to have Tim share uh, the measures moment um, kind of after the first of those sections uh, where it fits in uh, into your life group uh, you know, curriculum. But but wanted to make sure that you guys were aware of that change in the curriculum itself. So looking at Matthew 6, 19 through 24, that's our passage for the 3rd of December. Uh, and it's, of course, a pretty well-known passage uh, and a great place to, to lay the foundation for this series on generosity. Uh, Jesus is teaching in the Sermon on the Mount here, uh, and he's maybe about halfway through uh, that great sermon when he begins with these words saying, don't store up uh, for yourselves treasures or valuables on earth where moth and rust destroy and where thieves break in and steal. Uh, and then, of course, he encourages us to store up treasures in heaven where those things don't happen. And then drops this line at the end, verse 21, where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Um, Obviously, the heart of our Lord in this passage is to move us from people who um, seek wealth as the objective of our lives to people who seek the kingdom first. Uh, that's where he's going to go in just a few short verses later, Matthew six thirty three. seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and the rest of these things are going to be taken care of, are going to be added to us. 
Um, and so he gives good reasons for, you know, hey, here's why your life should not be all about uh, money, because treasures here on earth, valuables, possessions, which we have plenty of uh, today, uh, those things are all fragile. They're breakable. They're destroyable. They're consumable, and they will be destroyed. Uh, your clothes will fray. Your cars will fall apart. Your house will break down over time. There's really nothing uh, on this earth that um, can survive um, really just the normal course of life. There's certainly nothing on this earth that can survive the day of judgment, right? Mm -hmm. And so Jesus is saying, hey, don't put your treasure, don't value these things that fall apart, that even a tiny bug like a moth can tear to pieces Instead, store up valuable things uh, in heaven or in God's space, where God is. Uh, and, and I think really what Jesus is encouraging us to there is uh, man, make your life about um, eternal subjects. What You can't take money, you can't take clothes, you can't take possessions into the kingdom of God with you. What can you take? Well, you can take relationships. You can take those gospel conversations that we have encouraged ourselves to and encouraged you to. So, uh, put your treasure, value those kinds of things. And then again, at the end, he emphasizes, hey, where your treasure is, that's where your heart's going to be too. That's a two-way street. The things that you value are the things that your heart will be drawn to over time. The more you look for your own wealth, uh, for your own possessions, the more you will find your heart swaying in that direction. This also provides us with a diagnostic in the moment, right? Everyday life. If you study where is my treasure going, then you'll see where your heart is going as well. And so the encouragement of Jesus is not aimlessly to pull your heart away from money and possessions, but to put it uh, in heaven where the Lord is on priority things, uh, and then to watch as your treasure follows, uh, follows that. Thank you, Brian. The measure moment highlights uh, that as a child of God, we have a heavenly father who is worthy to be trusted, and uh, he's worthy of seeking first, uh, and, and it challenges us as children of God to make sure as we evaluate where our treasure goes that we're building on a foundation that will last. And so laying that foundation of generosity is a heart as a child of God that is surrendered and trusting in our Heavenly Father as we seek Him and His kingdom first. Kind of an interesting turn in the passage after that. Uh, Jesus starts to talk about the eye, and so you're like, oh, okay, we've changed subjects, uh, but we actually have not. He's going to use this analogy to continue pressing this truth into us. We know that he's doing that uh, because verse 24 comes right back to the subject of money. So in 22 and 23, he gives the example of uh, the eye being the lamp of the body, and uh, this is kind of a harder illustration for me to relate to. Uh, I don't spend a ton of time thinking about what it would be like if I was blind or if I could not see well. Uh, but Jesus wants you to camp out there for a moment and imagine uh, if you had unhealthy eyes, uh, the way that that affects your perception of the world around you. He says, if your eye is bad, your whole bo uh, body is full of darkness. And I love the way that one uh, teacher wrote about this, um, saying like, when you're, when you're blind, when you can't see well, you uh, make 
foolish decisions and foolish mistakes. Now, not in the sense of like intentionally doing dumb things, but just in the sense of you run into a wall, you know, or you trip on something that's on the floor. Why? Well, because you can't see, there's no light to guide the rest of your, of your body. Uh, and so Jesus says, if your eye is good, you do have that light. Your body will be full of light. Um, and so he's encouraging uh, people with this, with this segment of our passage uh, to set their focus uh, on things that are ultimately important and, I, you know, eternally important as another way to say that, right? If you look at the things of God, if you look for the kingdom of heaven, then your body or your, um, your, your life in Christ is going to be full of light and you're going to live like somebody who can see straight. If you focus on these things that degrade and that don't have ultimate value, well, then guess what? You're going to trip over the temptations and the distractions that the world has to offer. You're going to stumble around in the world, going from place to place, trying to earn more things that ultimately do not make you happy, that ultimately do not satisfy your need, that ultimately distract you from what's really important. And so Jesus is saying, hey, set your eyes on things that are ultimately important and the rest of the body will follow suit after that. He closes the passage with verse 24, uh, where he dives back into the conversation on money, uh, telling us that nobody can serve two masters uh, because you're either going to hate one and love the other or be devoted to one and thus despise the other. And then he clarifies it with that last sentence, you cannot serve both God and money or God and mammon in some older translations, uh, which was kind of a a deity uh, representative of um, finances or, or, or money. So the idea here is um, God and money uh, are not on the same plane, right? If God is the Lord of the universe, then money is only a tool that can be used to serve him. If God is not the Lord of the universe, then money is a competitor uh, that can distract people away from following him. And so what Jesus is saying here is you and I have to decide and unfortunately, although we might think of this as a once and for all decision that we make, uh, realistically, this is a day-by-day decision that we have to make. Uh, are we going to serve? Are we going to spend our lives in pursuit of God and his kingdom and his righteousness and use money as a tool to further that pursuit? Or are we going to wake up every day and be distracted by this, um, this, this, this false Lord, false God that wants to own us and control us and keep us pursuing things that don't matter. Ultimately, if you are a believer and you choose to serve money, the conviction of the Holy Spirit will burn in your heart day after day, and you'll know that you're not on the right track. Uh, and, and ultimately, the Lord will steer you into his service to use money uh, as, a, as a tool for his kingdom and his righteousness. And that leads right into um, a couple of the questions, uh, particularly about that part of the, the passage that could really generate some good discussion. Um, the first is, is what makes it tempting to try to ride the fence instead of choosing to serve just one master? Um, because uh, oftentimes we don't want to say, well, I'm going to serve money instead of God. I'll serve God and money. And um, so trying to do that at the same time um, uh, it can uh, can be a, a temptation that we face uh, multiple times throughout the day. And so what makes it 
tempting um, to, to ride that fence. And then what is the danger of trying to serve more than one master? Um, you know, our hearts are intended to be pure. Uh, right before this, uh, in Matthew 5, uh, blessed are the pure in heart, and that's that undivided heart. Um, yet, uh, we try to live with divided hearts. And so, what, what really is the danger? How does that play out in your life when you try to do that? Okay. Uh, hey, thank you uh, so much for that insight uh, and focus on this passage of Scripture. Uh, we need to, as we wrap up our time together in group, uh, we'll focus on our live it out uh, and the importance there. Uh, and so I would encourage you as a leader uh, to review this, these live it outs and maybe even do some self-evaluation in your own life. Uh, as you present this, the challenge of living out this passage of Scripture, uh, and maybe you could even share with the group as you challenge the group in this way. The first live it out for this week will be evaluate your attitude toward money and possessions to assess where you are trying to serve two masters and take an action to make appropriate challenges. I, I don't know. I, I'm going to guess that you guys uh, are just like I am. There's times when money is in its right place, in its rightful place as a tool that can be used to honor God. There's also times that it sort of wells up and it's an idol uh, that I have too much attention on and I give too much attention to. Uh, and so just to be, to, as a leader, to be able to have that um, uh, transparent uh, conversation with your group and to recognize that none of us are perfect and none of us completely have this all together, right. but we, we are a work in progress that God is working on and in and hopefully through our lives uh, to live out his truth. And then secondarily, uh, or a second uh, live it out is identify and implement one way to consistently remind yourself to focus on Jesus in his kingdom this week. Uh, you know, what a great live it out to, to, to process and to, and to ponder and, and even to ask the Holy Spirit to convict you of how you can keep him as that uh, focal point of your life during the week. So just some really great um, live it outs uh, as we as our desire is to not just sit and, and to, to hear someone preach on a passage, to not just simply to, to listen to and maybe even have some conversation around a passage, but to ultimately to go out and live out to allow God's truth to, to flow through our lives as we walk out of life group. So be sure to, to give that challenge to your group uh, as you wrap up the lesson. A couple of announcements before we, as we wrap up our time together on this podcast. Uh, Kyle wants to remind us of a couple things, and then I have one also. Yeah, so um, as we begin this new series uh, called Generosity, uh, there are a couple of opportunities for our life groups to be uh, those helpers who uh, give uh, generously, and um, they involve um, uh, the Christmas gift boxes that we've been doing uh, for Watwood Elementary. Just want to remind you that they are uh, due uh, this coming Sunday, uh, and there will be an event table or a, a table in the event hall um, for you to drop off those boxes. So please do that this coming Sunday. And then also, this is uh, this coming Sunday is the last day. If you picked up a tag from uh, the 
Christmas gift shop tree that was in our event hall and you purchased a gift to donate, um, need to get those back to uh, us by this coming Sunday. And so there will be a bin in uh, the event hall by that tree that you can drop those toys off uh, in order to bless these families in our area. Awesome. Great reminder. Thank you so much. And then finally, uh, just encourage your leaders, as I mentioned earlier, about our Life Group Leader Meeting that will be on the 10th. Uh, and I'm going to encourage you to reach out to your co-leader uh, and encourage them and invite them to, be, to join you at that meeting on the 10th as we spend some time together. So just be sure to mark that on your calendar, invite and encourage your co-leader to be a part of that as well. So thank you so much for joining us uh, for this podcast, and we look forward to seeing you on Sunday.